reading the Christmas story from our Jesus Storybook Bible. Many of the children have this in our church. I think they asked me to do it because <laughs> they didn't trust me to read from the real Bible. I don't know. I'm used to reading to little kids. So bear with me as, as you enjoy this story in words that are not straight from the Bible, but paraphrased and put so, so well. This is from Luke 1 and 2. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he promised them in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business, when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When he saw the tall, she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled suddenly with tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy, and you'll call him Jesus. He's God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung the planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. And she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I'll do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town of King David. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave to the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used animals' feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift. 
wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him, of course, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he had. Amen to that. Well, I just got to word that Lori, our neighbor across the street, they just came to pick up her sister in an ambulance. So we're going to pray for Lori's family and especially her sister. Lord, we thank you uh, for this day, and we're so glad that we get to celebrate the birth of your son. And Lord, you have come to help us. You have come to rescue us. And Lord, we pray that you would extend that rescue and that help and that healing to Lori's family, especially her sister. Give the, the ambulance people wisdom as they treat her, and we pray that uh, you would bring healing to her this Christmas Eve. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Christmas is here. It is exciting. I love this time of the year. I am sure that many here love this time of the year as well. And you kids have to be just so pumped up. Gifts are coming. Hopefully gifts are coming for you. Um. When I was a kid, I know that I just could not wait until Christmas came. I remember those paper chain, chains that you would make that would uh, help you count down the days until, until Christmas. And with each link that I would tear off the chain, I would just grow that, more, that, that, that much more excited. I remember, remember the JCPenney catalogs. Oh, I remember taking my time going through those catalogs, circling the items that I would add to my wish list. I just, it was such a a fantastic time uh, to be a kid, and and my parents made it so special. I remember one year, and this was probably one of the best Christmas gifts that I received, I got a Teddy Ruxpin. You guys remember the Teddy Ruxpin? 1985, 1986, it was the hottest toy out there. Just in case you don't remember it, I'm going to show you a little commercial for Teddy Ruxpin. Show and tell time. Another teddy bear? The teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories, he... Four bachelors not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. That's just magical. Can you and I be friends? I really enjoy talking to people. I would like... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. I mean, that was cutting-edge technology in 1985, wasn't it? Mary, when she was eight, this is like her favorite Christmas gift ever. She got this little Casio keyboard when she was eight. And it still might work. We should try it out this Christmas. Maybe you can play us a little ditty. Yeah. Technology has come so far, hasn't it? Oh, man. I'm sure you can remember some good Christmas gifts that you received. And uh, yeah, brings back memories, I'm sure. You know, I was thinking about, all right, so what does make a Christmas gift so special? What makes for a great Christmas gift? And as I was thinking about it, this is what I came up with. The best gifts are personal, right? The giver takes time to know you, 
know your desires, your wishes, your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, and then they tailor the gifts to you personally. And when they do that, you feel very loved, right? The best gifts bring joy over a long period of time. They bring repeated joy over time, right? I mean, I think that's why I am such a great gift for Mary. Um, So that was not in my notes. I should have learned these last couple weeks if you've been with us. No. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's repeated joy, right? This uh, past month, we just gave a whole bunch of toys away because our boys, you know, they have tons of toys that they don't play with. A lot of the Christmas gifts we, we, we receive, they, the novelty of them wears off like in a few weeks and, and in a month, right? So, but the, the best joys, they bring us that or the best gifts bring us that repeated joy. The best gifts also meet a need. And when you are in desperate need of something and you receive something that meets that need, that relieves so much stress. It brings so much joy to your hearts. A few years back, the board decided to give us a, a gift and I think it was for Christmas. Later, I had a hard time receiving that gift. But uh, I didn't when a few days later our furnace like went kaput, right? Then I, had no, I was like so thankful to God. Because that money was helping us to pay for that furnace that m- met a great need that we had. I also thought too that the best gifts are costly. The best gifts are costly for the giver. Um, I have a friend who, I don't, it's all God working through this guy, but he has blessed me with thousands of dollars of woodworking tools and equipment. And he could have sold those tools and equipment and made a lot of money doing so, but he decided to forgo that, to sacrifice that, so that I could have these tools and enjoy uh, woodworking on my own. I've got another friend who has hooked me up with all kinds of music equipment that he could have sold and made good money on, but he has generously given it to me so that I can enjoy it myself. These gifts were costly. And when somebody sacrifices a lot for us, it makes us feel really appreciated and loved. So, this is why Jesus is the best Christmas gift ever. The best Christmas gift was given on that very first Christmas. So let's talk about it because Jesus meets all of those tests. Is the gift of Jesus personal? Well, let me tell you this. God took into account our dreams, our wishes, our desires, our needs. Psalm 139 tells us that God's thoughts about you are too numerous to count. More than the sand on the seashore. He knows your comings and your goings. He knows when you stand up and when you lie down. God knows you better than you know yourself. He is so acquainted with your ways. And 
It's from that knowledge that he gave you the gift of Jesus. Secondly, the gift of Jesus brings repeated joy. Actually, Jesus himself said, look, the reason I came, the reason the Father gave me to you is so that you would experience joy to the fullest, so that you would experience an abundant life. That's where our church name comes from. And not just for a week or for a month, but for all of eternity. Talk about repeated joy. Jesus, he taught his followers and he, and he told them, after teaching them, he said this in John 15, 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Look, Jesus doesn't want our joy to be lacking in any way. He wants it to be full grown. He wants it to be mature. He wants joy for us to the fullest extent. And that is why he came and that is why the Father sent him. John 4, 13 through 14 says this. And Jesus, he, was, he ran into this woman when he was traveling. He ran into this woman at a well. And this is what he told the woman. John 4 13 and 14. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, Jesus said to the woman, right? But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus, what he was telling this woman at the well, he was saying, look, this water, it'll satisfy you for a moment. Just like the Christmas week gifts we receive, it'll satisfy you for a moment. But if you want deep soul satisfaction that can start now and go on for forever, then you need me. You need to, you need to receive from me. All right, so Jesus passes the personal test. He passes the repeated joy test. How does he do with meeting our needs. Well, here's the thing. Jesus is the best Christmas gift ever because he meets the greatest need that you have. And the greatest need that you have and I have is that we need to be reconciled to God. Because the, the Bible teaches us that we have rebelled against God, we have sinned against God in multiple ways, we have tried to do life without him. We have ignored him. In the Bible, what, what the Bible calls this is sin. And the Bible also tells us that our sin separates us from God. And God, because he is holy and because he is righteous and because he is good, he doesn't keep company with broken, sinful people like you and me. Everyone is in that, that predicament. And because he's good and he's a righteous judge and a righteous ruler, he's not going to let us who have sinned against him go unpunished. And so our sin has created this horrible scenario for us. It has cut us off from the source of all joy, of love, of goodness, of peace and wisdom. 
and it has put us on the path of one day being separated from God forever. Reconcile. What we need more than anything else in our lives is that we need to be reconciled to God. A relationship with him has to be restored. And although God, he won't keep company with prideful, selfish people like you and me, he greatly desires it. He loves you with such an intensity, with, with such a burning desire. He loves you so in such an immense way, even though you have spurned his love and rejected him, that he has come to make a way for you to be reconciled to him. And that is what this baby in the manger has come to do on that first Christmas day. He has come to take away your sin that separates you from God so that you can be reconciled to him. And that's what Brandon was talking about. This baby then went to the cross. And look at what 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us about that event when Jesus was on the cross. It says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we, may, we might become the righteousness of God. So when Jesus hung on the cross, God put all our wrong on the one who did no wrong, right? And then he punished him as if, as if he did everything that we did wrong so that our sin could be paid for and so that we could be forgiven and so that we could be put right with God. Our greatest need has been met, and once we're reconciled to God, then God can meet all our other needs. The music team read Isaiah 9. Such a cool passage. And in that passage, it says that Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Think about the best counselors in the world. They listen. They understand. They are able to empathize with you. They know what you're going through. They have the wisdom to help you navigate life's storms. They have resources that they can link you to that will get you through what you're going through. God is saying, look, Jesus, he will not only meet your greatest need, that reconciliation with God the Father, but he will also meet all your other needs. He will help you get through anything that comes your way. God, <laughs> the Father is saying, hey, if I did not spare my son to meet your greatest need, then surely I will supply and meet all your lesser needs. God is the best gift giver, and Jesus is the greatest gift because the gift of Jesus is personal. It leads to repeated joy for all of eternity. It leads to our greatest need being met and all of our lesser needs being met. And finally, the gift of Jesus is the best gift ever because it was the costliest gift ever. Think about what God the Father had to do in giving up his son to this path of suffering. Think about how the son had to leave the home of his father 
And their unhindered, unbroken relationship was severed when he hung on the cross. A relationship that they had enjoyed from all eternity past. Oh, the cost that they were willing to pay. And it's all because they are so crazy in love with you. They want to be reconciled to you. They wanted to clear the way so that you could be a part of the family. And I'll close with this. In order to benefit from this gift, the greatest gift ever in Jesus, you got to receive it, right? Look, you got to take hold of a gift. You got to grab that gift or it's going to do you no good. If I woke up and went downstairs tomorrow morning and under the tree was wrapped in a box a million dollars and I never opened it, never used it, never deposited it, it's not going to do me any good. The gift of Jesus is somewhat similar. God has offered this gift to each one of us, but we have got to take hold of this gift for ourselves, and we've got to receive it, and we've got to open it up, and we've got to utilize it, or it will do us no good. So the question becomes, how do you receive the best gift ever in Jesus? John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. One quick word about believing in Jesus. What does that mean? Belief in this verse doesn't mean that you agree that Jesus existed. That's not, that's not what they're talking about. That's not what John's talking about here. Belief in this verse means this. That you ask God to forgive you for all the ways that you've rebelled against him. And then you trust that forgiveness is yours because of what Christ has done for you on the cross. And you trust that God will fill you with his spirit so that you can live the rest of your life for him. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. That's how you receive the best. And so I ask you today. Have you received the best Christmas gift this world has ever seen? Have you received it? Have you taken hold of it? Don't let, if you have not, don't let another Christmas go by without making that decision for Christ. And if this is something that you need to talk about, or if this is something that you need to pray about, or you need help with, I would love to talk with you after the service. And if you've received the gift of Christ, if you've already received him, I pray that every single gift that you open up, every single gift that you give this Christmas season will remind you of this ultimate Christmas gift. That is my prayer for you. Let me pray. Father, we are just amazed at your generosity, how you tailored a gift specifically for each one of us. 
how you have decided to lavish on us something that can bring us the greatest joy. Lord, we praise you that you were willing to pay the price so that we could have this gift of Jesus, so that we could be reconciled to you, so that we could have all our other needs met. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would so prompt any individual here today that has not received you as their king, Jesus, that you would just leave them restless until they come to you so that they can experience the abundant life that only you can give. Lord, I pray that they would stop trying to find soul satisfaction in wells that can't provide it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shane. We've uh, had a song we've been singing here. Throughout our Christmas season at ALCF, it's called Here Comes Heaven, and that is what Shane had just talked about, heaven coming down in the person of Jesus Christ as a gift to us. So let's sing it out, and let's worship Jesus tonight. Please stand.
want to take your lights out, we have a tradition here that we've started at ALCF where we sing Silent Night, and we hold our candles, and then uh, we'll raise them at a certain part during the song if you just watch our leaders up here. gift we can ever get. We thank you for that. God, I pray for those of us who haven't received it, that we would take it and use it. And those of us who have received it, that we wouldn't let it go to waste. 
that we would utilize it, not let it sit there and we never, we never touch it. Lord, help us to go tonight, tomorrow, and our whole lives using your gift and sharing it with others. We thank you so much for this. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Merry Christmas.